joining us now is one of the greatest quarterbacks ever to come out of Culver City, Frankie D. Frank Dolce. Good morning, Frank. My man. Hey, it's always it's it's always great to it's always great to talk to you, and it feels like the All Star cast for the show this week. I give you my Hercules Hero of the Week every week. By the way, PK, for what you for what you have to deal with. Hey, Frank, when you're standing um, with Steve Sarkeesian in the El Camino Junior College Hall of Fame, I mean, do you guys just yuck it up yeah. a little bit there? Or, like, what, what do you guys what do you guys talk about? Yeah. I'd love to be a fly in the room there. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't divulge those. I mean, those are... <laughs> Come on, I'm a quarterback. Are, Am I not things. part of the fraternity? I you played know. JC. Yeah, definitely, definitely part of the fraternity, but it's not a part very of the specific, <laughs> the ECC, the Warriors of El Camino Community College. Yeah, uh, I, I do, I do like the fact that I'm slightly taller than Sarkeesian. So I, I do. We talk about stuff like that. I mean, those are the, those are the. Hey Steve, did you notice <laughs> that I'm taller things. than you? Did you notice that? Yeah, stuff, yeah, stuff like, like that. that. Hey, yeah. St- hey, Steve or Sark, as we call him. You know, uh, what's your what? What do you what do you do? You, do you CrossFit? What What's your uh, fitness <laughs> regimen? <laughs> that ten million a year. Do you ever, do you ever to do talk to him like you talk to me and say, "God, that's a nice little program you have over there, Steve." <laughs> I would say that, but it's Texas. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying? What what are you trying so, to say? I say stuff like, "Well, it, it it took a minute for you to get the giant back on track. Why why did it take so long? <laughs> a couple seasons. You shouldn't have any. You shouldn't have any issues recruiting in in Texas. Hey hey Sark, what kind of checkbook do you have? Yeah, uh, there you go. Ten million. <laughs> Use of like two yeah. cars, five country club memberships, tickets to the game. That guy's riding high. Careful, he might flip on yeah. you like he did yeah. on that guy, you know, just before the game started that was, like, trying to keep him back. Yeah, he might he might flip me. on you. Don't touch me. You know, I appreciate your love of <laughs> El Camino quarterbacks, but let's not forget Todd Hans. Now, you may not know who Todd Hans was. I don't was. know Todd Hans. Yeah, well, Todd Hans came along in the uh, early 80s and was a quarterback when the Sun Devils played in the Fiesta Bowl, and he came from El Camino. So don't forget Todd yeah. Hans. Don't don't forget Todd Hans. Don't forget uh, Larry Larry Egger. Larry, Larry Egger, Egger was, was El, Camino El Camino as well. El Camino, and he played it. Uh, wow! Yeah. Uh, don't forget Don't forget Timmy Green, uh, the the lefty. Wasn't Larry um, Egger a lefty too? Yeah. Don't Don't forget uh, Don't forget T- Timmy Green was maybe the. You should look him up. He writes children's books now. He was maybe the gritty, grittiest of all of them. Don't forget Dan Speltz. At one point, Danny Speltz uh, at at Fullerton had held the pass completion record in all of the NCAA. And and I I don't know if that has. In fact, maybe maybe Sarkeesian broke it when he was at BYU. I mean, that may have been. So uh, you know, you just stack them up. You stack up the Warriors yeah. from El Camino. It's a quarterback factory. It feels like it. It was. It was when I was there. 
Feels I've like it. Walked yeah. the uh, campus many yeah. times. Been in a beautiful co- uh, junior college stadium. Yeah, for a junior college, yeah. it's awesome. Well, I mean, isn't Absolutely. it in Orange County? No. Oh, it's not. It's no, in LA. It's, no, no, it's, it's, LA it's in Torrance. Yeah. You just seem so Orange County to me, Steve. You seem so Orange County to me, Frank. Pretty boys down there. We're in the South Bay, Frank and I. No, no, yeah. Yeah, that's that is a level of bouge that we yeah, TK and I we don't no. we don't yeah yeah, we, yeah saddle pack we don't aspire to that I mean, I mean, we're ski. men of the people <laughs> right those guys surf in the morning before practice yeah that, we, we work out pack. yeah right. those guys surf in the morning in their in their pool in their man made waves in their pools in their backyard that's <laughs> right. how they surf in the morning I in actually, North County I actually <laughs> met the coach there back in like 2010 and and I I was down there. With my youngest brother, and he'd literally just gotten off the beach, and and had been surfing yeah. that morning. There the head go. football coach. Well, why not? I guess you can. Yeah, he probably saw Todd Marinovich down there oh, too. Yeah. Ooh, true, true. Yeah. Hey, Frank, I do yeah. have a question for you. If I say yeah, the word, I, if That's I the say point. the word Frank, what comes to mind for you as an Italian? Like if if I yeah. No last name, no nothing. It's just Frank. Who is it? Yeah. I mean, that's a guy that you can count on. That's a guy that is a solid. <laughs> I'm not talking about you. Individual. I'm not talking about that's you. A guy, that's a guy that you call in the middle of the night and you say, look, I need some help. And, and he doesn't show. <laughs> and, and he shows up. And he shows up. He doesn't ask any questions. He just shows up. He gets the job done. See, and, we were talking uh, about and we were talking reliable. We were talking about Frank Sinatra earlier, and PK was telling yeah. me you don't have to say the last name when you say Frank. But if I was talking about Frank Dolce, I would say Frank Dolce. But if I say Frank, that's just Frank Sinatra. Everybody knows. Is that true? I think that's mostly true in the Italian community, and they do that with entertainers. Aren't you Italian? Like so, <laughs> so there's Tony. So there's Tony yeah. in the Italian community. If you're Tony, you're Tony Bennett. If, and if you're Dino, you know, then you're Dean Martin. And so they, they, they can do that a little bit in the Italian community. It's specific to the Italian community because outside of that, if you say Frank, you know, no, nobody's going to – not many people unless they're of that generation are going to say, oh, yeah, Frank Sinatra. And okay. If, if they you would say, say Tony, it's eyes, you know. <laughs> yeah, you say Tony, and you have to say it like that too. It's not Tony; it's Tony. Tony, Tony, hey Tony, Tony. We were talking hey, about uh, Zach Wilson getting his confidence rebuilt, and Steve Young and others are thinking he should go to the Rams and sit behind Stafford for a couple of years. What do you think of that? Well, I think he should sit behind somebody for a couple of years. Like I, Zach Wilson is has all of the talent in the world. Like he he should find his path in the NFL. But but it doesn't. I don't I don't know if it's with the Jets. I would say that if you can if you can play behind Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit of a different different kind of character. But if you can play behind a guy like that and see how he prepares and what he does during a game and how he manages it and learn from those things, I think that's, I think that's a lesson that you, it's really hard to get, you know, out, outside of being in the situation that, that Zach is in right now. So, and, maybe, and maybe Aaron Rodgers shows you how to win with the Jets. 
but but I certainly I do I do believe that uh, it, it's that Zach Wilson needs a little bit of a year or two behind someone who's really good at being a quarterback. And I'm not just talking about being out, you know, running out on the field and having all the talent. I'm talking about all the other stuff that goes into being a really good quarterback in the NFL. And, you know, who knows? 90% of that may be, that's maybe too high, above the shoulders. And so I do believe that he, he Zach Wilson needs to find himself in the right situation. Is he going to go to the Cleveland Browns and be successful? No. Like that doesn't that doesn't align. The Jets are a, it's a very difficult organization. That was my first thought when when Zach Wilson got drafted there like, "Oh man, that's the that's the wrong situation." And then Aaron Rodgers went and I thought, "Well, maybe now it's the right situation." And then he got hurt. So, we'll we'll see, but but I, I tend to agree with that. Like put him in a put him in a scenario where he can train behind someone, a veteran, who who really knows how to prepare and play the position. What do you think what do you think Zach's strengths are? What do you what do you think his he does? Athleticism. Right. Yeah. It's his it's his athleticism. Like he can he can find his way out of difficult situations on the field. Um, he he has a good, he has really good arm strength. He he throws the ball well on the run. Um, he's deceptive. I mean, all all of his athletic traits are really good. And the thing that I think he needs to train is like he so so he's kind of like the opposite. Of Peyton Manning, who I thought, I mean, outside of being physically imposing, like he didn't have all of the great physical traits. In fact, I always say, I, I don't know if I ever saw him throw a spiral in the ever. NFL. Like he always, right, he always threw this horrible wounded duck right to the receiver. <laughs> Just perfect. It's true. Where, and and his, his greatness was like he knew – he had a great concept of what he wanted to do walking up to the line of scrimmage, and then he could adjust mentally on the fly to determine where he should go with the football before all of the other stuff could start affecting him. And so, like, it, I think if Zach Wilson could trend toward that, like the mental part of the game with his athleticism, he, he could be a very, very prominent quarterback in the NFL. Frank Dolce, former youth quarterback, joining us. Spring ball is going to be starting here really soon for the Utes. What are you doing with Cam Rising in spring ball? Uh, yeah. I, I guess you just put him in bubble wrap. I don't know. You don't you don't let anybody touch him. Um you just get him you just get him uh, all you know, all the reps. He doesn't need to do anything physical. I mean, doesn't need to take. Obviously, doesn't need to take any hits. He just needs to work on reps and get some timing back and work with the new guys and you know make sure he's healthy going into fall camp. So, so I would say based on Cam Rising's health history with Utah, I would spend a lot of time in the spring with whoever's going to be backing him up two, three, you know, whoever the two, three, four guys are on the roster, 
Like those guys should be getting the most reps available. And Cam Rising is just working on, you know, physical therapy if he still needs it, timing, and just a little bit of, you know, pass under pressure sort of stuff, but, but no contact. Everybody else should be getting the reps. Do you think uh, Cam Rising plays in the NFL after this year? I, his health history is going to be difficult to overcome. And so, okay, I'll, I'd say this. If Cam Rising were to sustain an injury, this, like a meaningful injury this year, and he lost time and he lost games, I would say it's unlikely. Right. Let's say he doesn't. To though. go into the NFL. Let's say he goes through the season. But if he age, has it, though, it'll be 26 goes, years old next year. Yeah. Turns 25 yeah, so he in just May. Yeah, has a shorter, shorter career. I mean, he's just more mature than everybody else. Like, I, I would say if he goes through healthy this year and puts up numbers similar to the numbers he's put up in the past, uh, then I think he has a shot. But, but, but I've never, uh, you, you know, I, I don't think I've ever in the past couple years at least considered Cam Rising a prof- uh, an NFL a real NFL prospect. I think he just has uh, some limitations, like in terms of grit and athleticism and, you know, figure out a way to get the job done. Like he's at the top. He's a 10. Um, arm strength. I think injuries have damaged his arm strength and it hasn't come back over the past couple years. And so I think that's, that's a little bit concerning Above the shoulders, I think he's really good. Uh, but but I think that, that the injury history, like he, the arm strength issue, those are going to be limiting factors playing at the next level. Frank Dolce joining us. What do you think of uh, Zach's little brother, Isaac, uh, as far as, you know, not obviously this season, but down the line for the Utes? Yeah, super confident. Very athletic, uh, underrated arm strength. Uh, he'll he'll take a he'll he'll he can fit the ball in tight windows. But I think the thing I, the the thing we'll have to be we'll see is the progression of Isaac Wilson to the next level. I'd like to see him put on a little weight. I think he's maybe slight for the position right now. Uh, he's had the he he's benefited from playing with the best kids in Utah high school football surrounding him, like you know up front, right. really good defense, great great scheme, athleticism all around him, uh, and so he's probably been able to take some chances and get away with things that aren't likely to occur at the next level. And so I think that that risk-taking and confidence, you have to maintain the confidence and, and, and be more thoughtful at the next level about where you're putting the ball because the, the tight windows are even tighter and the speed to the ball is even greater. And now you're probably not playing with 
all of the best of the best. Like you're going to be facing guys who are equally or even better than, or equal or better than athletic, your, your athleticism that you have on your side. So I think that's going to be the interesting thing to watch how that, how he proceeds. And, and he's in a really good situation too. Like, to come in and be maybe he gets to sit a year behind Cam Rising and learn the way Cam Rising prepares for a game and plays a football game and that that could be super meaningful for Isaac but but I think this like all of the potential is there the sky is the limit and and we'll just see we'll just have to see how he progresses at at the next level when everything gets the, the pressure gets notched up just just a little bit more and that that makes things you know, significantly more difficult. Do you think um, what what happens with the other quarterbacks on the roster with Isaac coming in, and and is is there going to be more shuffling? I mean, I know we had a couple leave. Like, what do you, what do you think? What what is the best case scenario for Isaac? What's the worst case scenario for Isaac, or the best case scenario for any other quarterback at the U? Yeah, the best case scenario for Isaac is that he comes in and performs well and finds himself in that 2-3 spot and and also is given the opportunity to play some significant minutes throughout the year. Uh I I don't think the best case scenario for for him is to be a starter right away like if if something were to happen to Cam Rising and and then and then Wilson is thrown into the fire, I, I don't I'm not sure I believe that's the, the best case scenario. I think the best case scenario for him is get in there, make a good showing, back up Cam Rising, get some significant minutes for the year and then really push for the job in, you know, sophomore sophomore kind of year. And so but but I would say that for for any of the quarterbacks who are going to be behind Cam Rising, like that's that that that's going to be the real competition, and and that's where you get you're going to be able to identify, hopefully coming out of spring, who what the what the depth chart looks like. So so any any of the guys behind Cam Rising, like that's your goal. I'm going to be the next in line, and I'm going to find a way to get myself minutes you know, during during the football season and obviously in spring and fall camp. Frank, we appreciate your time, and we look forward to talking to you as spring ball progresses and then over the summer and into next season. How about that? That that sounds amazing, but I do I do have, and I appreciate you guys calling me and having me on. It's always great to talk with you. I, I do have one question for, for Riley. <laughs> oh, no. I mean – I I I appreciate and I respect your profession, and I want you to. I mean, you're the guy who can look into the stars as a sports <laughs> astrologist. I'm not a sports and, astrologist. I don't know why you, you keep saying this. Us, <laughs> maybe you can tell us. I mean, just tell us what what does it look like for Utah this month? Listen, it's written in the stars, uh, okay, Frank, and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> you're my guy all right you're just, my guy hey, Riley. Hey, come TK over from the south bay listen, come over this week we'll we'll turn over some tarot cards and we'll talk about some astrology <laughs> yeah if you pull out that globe that 
that has the fog in it again. Oh. That, that would be fascinating. <laughs> that, was, that was a good time, wasn't it, Frank? <laughs> All right, Frank, thanks yeah. for joining us. You guys are the best. All right, that's Frank Dolce. Hear him on our air all the time.